This podcast is for general information only. It is not intended as a substitute for general health care services. If you have medical conditions, you need to see your doctor. Use of this information is at the user's own risk. Welcome to FitRx with Dr. Greg Dennis. Join me as we challenge the standard sick model of healthcare. This is your source for everything health, wellness, prevention, fitness, biohacking, and more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of FitRx. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Dennis. Uh, before we get started with our guest today, uh, as you know, if you listen to my podcast, I very rarely advertise on here, uh, but every now and then I do throw in something about whoop, um, the whoop strap. Um, and it's about the only thing that, uh, you know, I, I have really talked about on here much, but, uh, and it's because I like the whoop strap, uh, whoop strap is something you wear on your wrist that gives you data on how you sleep, uh, and, um, exertion throughout the day and that kind of thing. It gives you a score. And so if that's something you're interested in, I have a whole podcast where I interviewed the people at whoop. Um, it was a year or so ago, but you can go back and find that. Uh, and you can also get a discount by going to join.whoop. That's W H O O P.com slash fit RX. Uh, so I would encourage you to check into that. So Anyway, today we're just going to have a conversation with a friend of mine. And so every now and then uh, I like having uh, somebody on the show just to kind of talk about, um, you know, how changing their lifestyle has benefited their health. And I just think it's it's cool to hear these um, individual testimonies and not just, you know, from a a doctor, you know, talking about the sciencey stuff, but just an actual person who has done this and lives it and, and, uh, just kind of what it has done for them and, um, always get a, a positive response from listeners, um, you know, for these people that come on and just kind of tell their story. And so that's what we're going to hear today, um, from Robin Dobbins and, um, I've known her for a little while now and, uh, she is very much into, just the, the low carb community, um, didn't always start out that way. You know, she's just super healthy now and I'm just going to let her tell her story. Um, so Robin, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much, Dr. Greg for inviting me on. And it's, uh, I'm happy to share. I love to, um, really just hope to inspire people to take that step. If they're kind of thinking about changing how they eat. Um, I feel like getting the stories out there are very important. So I appreciate that you have this venue to get that story out. And I appreciate that you've invited me to join you today. (laughs) Well, I guess let's just start from the beginning. Um, So let's rewind to, um, and actually I I was just before we recorded, I saw a before picture of you, which (laughs) I hadn't really seen before. And and it was kind of before and after. And I was like, oh, wow. I mean, you, you don't even look like the same you. Um, and that was in 2015. So let's just kind of start then or before then and and talk about kind of where you were and and what made you realize you needed, uh, you know, to kind of change some things and how you got focused on this lifestyle and, and just kind of tell your story. Sure. So um, I'm, I guess I'm just, you know, a typical person. Um, I feel like 
the way I grew up would be considered normal, you know, foods on the table and activities that we do and uh, that sort of thing. Um, um, but I will say that I did have some struggles in in high school. I started to be very, very down on myself. And um, that ended up later on in life becoming a diagnosis of being a depression and um, of being bipolar as well. Um, but I didn't really focus on that so early. Like in, in that picture that you had seen of me in 2015, I actually was very heavily medicated and I was on a I was on a hiking trip and I could not get to the top of the mountain because my medication was just so strong that I only made it about halfway up and had to turn around and go back. This was in um, North Carolina. Those mountains are nothing compared to, say, the ones in Colorado, which I now jump up and down all the time and, and have no problems when I go visit. So um, that's, that's um, quite a difference. So um, anyway, I was very just everything was normal. I have a family. I'm married. I have two kids. And uh, we're just chugging along. And as except for the fact that um, I'm not well mentally, I'm unaware of anything that ha having to do with my weight. Um, uh, so really, that was not anything that had to do with why I decided to change how I ate. Um, what happened was when I was turning 40, I went to my doctor and um, they did their normal you're 40. This is the blood work we're going to we're going to run. And my cholesterol levels were not within the range that my doctor was pleased with. And he wanted to put me on a statin, reversing or rewinding a little bit. My husband is uh, was listening to podcasts and had heard Vinnie Tortorich talk about um, just health and lifestyle. And he he um, has what's called NSNG, no sugars, no grains. So just a little bit in the back of my head, I knew at that time that there was maybe something I could do that wasn't go on medication. Because at the time, I was on a cocktail of medications for my mental health, and I just really didn't want to add something else. So I asked my doctor, and I think this is amazing now, even now, I still think this is amazing. I asked my doctor, can I have six months to change my diet and see if that makes any difference? And this is just a conventional doctor in the system. And uh, he looked at me, he said, no, nah, you're not going to die. Go ahead, give yourself six months. So um, just uh, the day after my 40th birthday, I said, that's it. I'm going all in NSNG. And I cut out all sugars, all grains, and also all seed oil. <laughs> um, I can't say that that was the the easiest road there's always times when the journey is always evolving so early on you know i was cutting out sugars and greens and making you know lots of vegetables very vegetable heavy or at least the equal amount of meat and vegetables on the plate um and then i was a, a huge ice cream fanatic and i would have a very large bowl of ice cream every night prior to that so i had of switched over i taught myself how to eat high fat greek yogurt or just berries and cream just oops excuse me something to um kind of take that dessert edge off uh and that's how i handled that first six months i went back to the doctor we took the blood work he said whatever it is that you're doing is working 
keep going. And I have not turned back. Uh, and, and, aside he was mainly, from some slip-ups. and he was mainly yeah, just looking at, at cholesterol pretty much. Right? Just like, yeah, cholesterol numbers and, you know, not even like particle sizes or anything like right. that. It was just the, you know, so total let, cholesterol. let's go a little deeper into that before you, you keep going. Um, sure. So you were, sounds like pretty much eating a standard American diet, you know, prior yes. to that. And so you just went, um, kind of all in. Uh, and, and so how difficult was that? Would you recommend people do it that way? Or do you recommend people kind of more ease into that and just kind of talk about a little bit about that transition and, and how that went? Uh, honestly, I believe that that really depends on the person. I think there's some people that they have a, a, a there's what we don't talk about a lot when we're talking about diet in general and i don't mean i'm going on a diet and there's an end date i mean diet as in what a human eats to survive um and when we talk about that in general is uh, we don't really um think about maybe the addictive qualities of certain foods and i think that does play a huge role so if somebody were to ask me how to actually go into it yeah i you know i ripped the band-aid off but I might not be very typical. Um, a lot of people have to ease into it. And, you know, sometimes it's, I'm going to cut out seed oils. And just anything that if you just cut out anything that has seed oils, you're going to end up cutting out a lot of things that are super processed or have grains or sugar in them anyway. So that's a good place to start. And then some people you have to ease into it. They just can't get rid of some, uh, we, we get questions all the time simply about chewing gum. And, um, you know, people have those habits that they have. And, you know, we encourage them to eventually, you know, keep in mind, eventually, you're going to have to get rid of this. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I really do think it depends on the person on their personality. Uh, my as a child, I was always called stubborn. And so I had just when I put my mind to something, I have that sheer determination. And so I, I do that, but I don't, I don't know that I'm typical in that way. Okay. So you're doing this, no sugar, no grains for six months. You go back, your cholesterol numbers look good. Uh, how did you feel otherwise? Uh, had you lost weight? Kind of talk about that. Yeah, so I did. Um, what was not, and a lot of people go into changing their, the way they eat and go into something that is keto or um, keto-ish or whatever. At the time, I didn't even know that word. We were just simply NSNG. Um, so I, I didn't, in fact, I don't really associate myself with, with keto. However, I understand that eating this way um, falls within the same category. So, um, but we didn't do any, we didn't have like those snacks and stuff, like all that stuff that's out now that's very confusing to a lot of people that didn't exist. Um, so I went into this simply thinking in six months, I want my blood work to be better. Um, but I had lost, I don't know, probably in the first six months, like 30 pounds. It's, oh, wow. that's not, we're now six years ago. So the timeline might be a little off, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, I started, I started feeling great. Um, I, I started, you know, I wasn't doing anything. I'm, I mean, I'm a mom, so I was doing mom type things, but, uh, doing something for myself, like just going for a walk that was not on the table prior to changing how I ate. And I started just going for, for walks more often and just trying to move a little bit more because I, I started having energy that I had never 
felt before eating the, you know, sad diet. Sure. So that, okay. This was a, a pretty big change right away. Okay. So after six months, you're doing this and you're feeling good. So, uh, you, you just keep, keep going. Um, but you're still on medications at this point, correct? Yes. I'm still, um, in this very medicated state. And what's um, interesting is that in the field of mental health, there's really a shortage of professionals. And especially where I lived, I, it was, I was in South Carolina at the time. It was really a dead zone for having psychiatric care. So I had actually taken, uh, I had bounced around from doctor to doctor to doctor and eventually just ended up telling my general practitioner that I, uh, you know, every time I saw a new doctor, they wanted to put me on a new medicine, whatever the card was out in the lobby. I knew that that was the medicine I was going to get put on uh, the most, the newest, most recent thing. And it was never consistent. So my general practitioner was giving, was, was writing my prescriptions for my psychiatric meds, which stayed the same. So even though I had lost within the first year, I had lost 50 pounds. Um, and I was still on the same dosage of the medications that I was on, um, which was, a, which was, um, now that I look back on it, it was definitely a problem. They, they were, um, causing me to kind of feel like I was in a drug stupor all the time, but that was getting worse. Like I couldn't fight it. Um, it, I, I didn't know how to sleep. <laughs> I would take my, my pill at night and I would knock out uh, immediately and just be in a, in a, you know, just a, a drugged coma basically overnight. And then I'd wake up. Um, but so those, those, that nighttime where the drug was strongest in my system, that was getting longer and longer and longer. It was harder and harder to wake up in the mornings, but it was not something that I recognized at the time that the drug was affecting my daily because I was also you know, drugged. So there was just certain things that I just wasn't even, wasn't even thinking about at the time. Go ahead. I, I may be jumping ahead in the story. You're probably going to get there. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> at, so at what point did you start to realize, Hey, maybe with this change in the way I eat would equal better mental health. And, and maybe I can wean off of these medications, you know, when did the, that all take place? So yeah, that, that's exactly where I was going next. So okay. we were on the same page. Um, uh, nine months into my NSNG journey, Matt, my husband was laid off and he tried and tried and tried to find work in South Carolina and it just wasn't happening. So uh, we, he's the breadwinner. So um, he's actually from Texas. So I said, you know, this is the time I think we need to just pick up and move. So he applied for jobs in Texas and he ends up getting one and we spend the rest of the school year in South Carolina. My son's a scout or um, he's now an Eagle. So, and he's over 18, so he's not in scouting currently, but we went through all of his scout camps during the summer and then we moved to Texas. Um, that's when I really started realizing, Hey, things are um, mentally improving. I wasn't really putting it together because the world was very focused on the fact that I had to move across the country. Uh, Matt had left three months prior to me and the children moving. So I was in charge of 
getting them through school, getting them through their emotions of knowing that the things that they were doing were the last time they were doing them in their home, um, packing up the house, keeping a house clean so that it could be shown for, for the realtor, um, getting them to and from other things all. And it was just me. I'm not even, I'm not from South Carolina. My family all lives in Maryland. So it's, it's just me and you know, I have some really good friends that would, would help out, but you know, it's, it's essentially, it's, it's just me and the, and the kids while he's off doing you know, his new job. Um, we pack up and we move across country. It's, um, it, and, and, you know, I realized it's hard uh, and everything that we did was, was, was difficult, but um, in the past, when faced with a really challenging situation, I would normally shut down, like not even be vocal, shut down. I would just, I could go in another room and just curl up and not participate. Um, I will say that I do think that, that I could have done some things better because I wasn't completely packed up when it was time to move, but it was a little overwhelming. So, but that's when I started realizing it. And I was changing doctors, obviously, because I hadn't moved across country. So um, when I went to and and created a, a, a new relationship with a doctor here in town, I, I told them what I was doing. I was like, you know, I've, I've been eating differently. I feel a lot different. Um, I, I've been, I, I've read, I've read tons of books. So I started realizing that, you know, these dietary changes could, could affect how your, your mental health and, and improve it just like it improves people with diabetes or people with, uh, you know, some cardiovascular problems. It, all of these things get, have some healing properties by eating these different foods. And I said, I really just want, I just want to try I want to try to see if I can wean off of these medications. And again, I'm talking to a system doctor, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the low carb space enough to know that there's low carb doctors out there. I'm just, and so I'm very fortunate that that doctor was on board with it and, and knew how to de-prescribe de the medication. She didn't just take me straight off. We, we weaned off over the course of probably nine months it, I think it took to, to wean off of them um, and it was a group a group process as far as I had a very honest conversation with my husband about what I wanted to do and I had a very honest conversation with my children about what I wanted to do um, they were the ones that were taking the brunt of who I was when I wasn't well and I needed them to honestly tell me how things were going you know, knowing all along that, it, you know, maybe I'm not, maybe my brain isn't well, maybe I do need to go back on the medicine. However, I know that it's harder for the person to, to notice. And I would need to rely on the people I was around to help me, honestly. So and, that, and that's how we approached it. It was a it was kind of a group effort on changing that. So you were able to get off medicine. Um, yes. And you at this point, you're still doing just uh, in, uh, in SNG, correct? Yes. Yeah. And so how did you do once you completely got off the medicine and then just still on this kind of lifestyle? It's, you know, I have never, I've never turned back. I still have some anxiety issues that, that will pop up every now and again. Um, and I do try to put myself in, in some 
harder situations, but I am very timid. I, I, I know how I respond to things. So um, like these conversations I can handle, but sometimes I get overwhelmed with other things. So I can't, I can't say that. I don't know, maybe that's just a learned trait at this point, but um, I, I've never had to go back on any medication. Um, I, I have, uh, I've spoken about this before, uh, be- before seeing you, I had actually, I had seen um, Dr. Tro for about a year and a half. And uh, we did an experiment <laughs> and he thinks I'm mad at him, but I'm, I'm not. Uh, it was a very, it, it was a very important part of my journey to learn this about myself. Um, but uh, as it turns out, my, to go back to the beginning, my cholesterol numbers are through the roof <laughs> again. And um, so we did all these, these uh, tests. It's not familial. So um, we just kind of started assuming that I'm a lean mass hyper responder. And he was doing some experiments at the time. I, he might still be um, where if if you're super low carb um, and it's making those numbers go up, then in theory, if you start adding carbs back, those numbers should start going down, which is a, it's an amazing theory. So I was all on board. I am so passionate about how uh, the, how healing this this way of eating is that I was all totally on board or doing an experiment with him. So we did what we call the sweet potato experiment, which was that I started adding carbs uh, back in, in the form of a sweet potato that I ate by itself with no fat or anything like that. It was just a sweet potato. That was my medicine to try to get those numbers to go down. Well, that worked. It worked very well. What we didn't really account for was how that was going to affect my head. So one sweet potato a day, uh, for three months, I started noticing my symptoms returning. First thought in the morning when I would wake up was, I want to go back to bed. I can't wait to go back to bed. That's a signal to me that something's not right. Um, so I had told him that. So we we adjusted the dose. We had we experimented with a half a sweet potato a day. We experimented with a quarter sweet potato a day. And this kind of went on. I think I think the whole thing was, uh, you know, six to nine months total but that that part of it uh did not go away what what ended up happening is things that i enjoy doing i i enjoy right behind me is my rower i enjoy rowing completely stopped i enjoy uh weight training i had completely stopped um and i just knew that that depression was back i did not go back on medication we just ended the experiment and um it took some time it took some calling out uh, but then going back to, I would consider myself mostly carnivore. I still never stray off of NSNG, but I eat mostly meat. Um, it's very, a very um, unusual for me to have some vegetables with my meal, but I, I, I don't say that I don't completely cut them out. I love avocado. I eat it all the time. Um, so uh, probably about two, three months later, I finally kind of crawled out of that and the lights came back on in my brain and everything really just chugging along the way it was prior to the experiment now. And, but it was a, it was a really important part of my journey. And now I know about oxalate, which I've talked to you about. <laughs> I don't know how much you've looked into that, but um, sweet potatoes are very high in oxalate. And it's very possible that I was um, having some issues with oxalates bouncing around in my brain and messing some things up. I'm not going to do the experiments again to find out though. 
So talk about, if you will, because I, I feel like we could maybe skip some time in there, but you, yeah. so it sounds like you're doing pretty well on NSNG, uh, pretty well mentally. And then now you mentioned you're, you're pretty much carnivore, um, but NSNG isn't necessarily, you know, low carb. And, and so if you were doing pretty well on that, I mean, it is lower carb, but you, you can still have carbs on that. So uh, if you were doing pretty well on that, what made you kind of continue on to where you are now of pretty much a, a carnivore type diet? I guess that kind of goes back to that question of will people ease into it? Um, it it's kind of, to me, like the evolution of things. NSNG um, does not have any, um, you know, like requirements for percentage of carb, percentage of fat, percentage of protein, but it is your plate should be meat and vegetables. There should not be any sugar. There should not be any grain. I say it's very simple. It really is. If it's a sugar or a grain, don't put it in your mouth. And that's that's how easy that is. When we start talking about keto, we start talking about macros. That, that really gets into people's head and starts confusing people. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that my evolution towards uh, more meat was that I was having intestinal distress. Uh, you know, there'd be certain foods. I, I, I absolutely love Brussels sprouts and I was eating them all the time, but, uh, you know, it, they weren't agreeing with my stomach. And I just started realizing there were certain things, um, that were, were happening. Uh, if I eat a, I still eat tomato cause I like tomato sauce, but if I eat a lot, a lot of, of tomatoes, then I, you know, I might break out. Um, so I was just noticing these things and I said, you know what, I've gone, I've come this far with just eating NSNG, why not take it that step further? So it was just really just an evolution of how I approached eating. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and, and just so people know, um, you know, cause they can only hear us, they can't see you, but, um, you are 47. Or uh, I, am I supposed to ask <laughs> that? Never tell that. Uh, I, I don't care. No, let's see. I am 46. 46. Okay. And I'm well, turning 47 in a month though. So you okay. can, so you was, can say close. that that's fine. I was close. <laughs> um, that means uh, since I started in SNG the day after my birthday, I will, I'm essentially seven years into this. Okay. Well, and the reason I say that is I just want people to understand. Um, and I wish people could see your before and after because now, I mean, at least since I've known you and uh, you are very fit, I mean, especially for a 46, almost 47 year old woman. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you told me, hopefully you don't mind me sharing this, but you weigh 115 pounds. Uh, and, but, you know, I, I definitely see some 115 pound people who, what I would call skinny fat, and you're not that at all. You've got muscle, you're fit. Uh, and, and so you've, you've done very, very well is my point. And that's what I want people to know is, uh, you know, you're almost a 47 year old woman, mother who is fit, muscular. Um, and, and so anyway, uh, you, it's, it's obviously, well, and that, well and that was part of, yeah, thank you. And I, and I appreciate that because it was that it's funny. Uh, people ask quite frequently, um, you know, I've, I've gone under my goal weight. They'll say, what do I do? I've gone under my goal weight. And uh, I always like to tell people they're not, they're not going to lose so much weight that they're going to cease to exist. We don't just poof, disappear, but there's something we can do. And one of those things is to lift and, and to weight train. And uh, so what had, what happened uh, probably about two and a half years ago, I was under a hundred pounds. 
so I was thin. Um, you know, uh, people definitely noticed how much weight I had lost, but um, I was I was just a, a just a, a column of just a flat column. There was no there was no musculature to me. Um, and I didn't really like being under a hundred pounds. I kind of thought maybe I should do something about that. So that was part of my journey. I definitely made a conscious effort to, to um, start actually lifting. And I, I, I had called Vinny does consult. So I had called and talked to him and he set me up with a, a push pull leg routine that I had done diligently, I guess for, except for my little sweet potato break. <laughs> I have done diligently for probably three years now. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely three years because um, I really started into it. I don't know if you've talked to uh, Ben Bocchicchio. He has his 15 minutes to fitness. So during the uh, pandemic, we got, um, uh, shoot, what's it called? The thing that he uses. It's a Oh, I can't believe I can't remember what it's called. So anyway, in the, during the pandemic, I started doing that. And then I had talked to, to Vinny and he gave me some things to do with just some free free weights. And I just recently, just last week, actually started an Olympic barbell class. So oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I'm, I'm like, I'm committed to this now because, yeah, yeah. you know, once you start seeing the results and you're like, wow, I've got a little musculature, all of a sudden, then you want more. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's where that's I am awesome. now. Well, yeah. tell us what. Uh, a typical day looks like for you nutrition wise? I mean, do you eat three meals a day? Talk, talk about just what a typical day looks like. Uh, well, I'm going to, I I will answer that, but I'm going to go backwards in time a little bit because again, okay. I'm talking about this evolution um, and I keep saying everyone and they ask just to full disclosure, I'm actually in an admin on Vinny Torter, which is no sugars, no grains, Facebook page. So that's why I get a lot of interaction with a, a, a lot of people who are, especially people who are new uh, into NSNG. I, I, I do look at this evolution because when I was first starting out, I, I was heavier. I had, I had weight to lose. And um, so I had started kind of after I got used to it, after you get fat adapted, I did start doing sort of a fasting protocol. And it was just out of necessity, just the way our schedule was working out. Um, so basically once a week, I would do like a 24 hour fast. Um, so that was where that started. After I lost all the weight, especially after I was only 90 pounds, that just wasn't something that was feasible for me anymore. So I am now very much a proponent of eating. I want people to eat, even when they're first starting out and they still have weight to lose. If you're hungry, I want you to eat. Um, and, uh, you know, some people do very well with fasting. Some people don't. And that's, again, something where you've got to kind of figure it out on your own. So now where I am is I do strive to eat twice a day. I'm not that hungry. Uh, the foods that I eat are very filling. So I usually eat lunch and I eat it at lunchtime. And then I try to eat a dinner and I try to be done putting food in my mouth at eight o'clock at night. That's so that I can get a good night's sleep. Um, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want my body busy digesting while I'm trying to sleep. So I am actually usually done eating earlier than that, but that's my limit. If I, so I do end up fasting accidentally sometimes because if we're out and about and I haven't eaten and I get home after eight o'clock, I oftentimes will just say, oh, I'll do it again. But I'm not strict on the timing either. Um, so if that happens, if I miss a dinner, I'll eat breakfast the next morning. 
and I'll eat it, eat it earlier than noon. It, you know, I, I like to kind of mix it up a little bit. I think it's good to kind of keep the body guessing. And, um, uh, but if I start feeling hungry, I'll, I'll eat. And I, I don't try to push through that at all. Okay. I eat a so lot what, of eggs too. So <laughs> if okay. you're asking so, me what I'm going to eat. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us about that. So, uh, you know, typically it may vary, but typically you'll eat a lunch and a dinner. So what's a typical lunch and a dinner look like for you? A typical lunch is is either going to be the leftovers from the dinner before, if we have any, or I'm going to eat four to six eggs uh, cooked in cooked in a mixture of butter and bacon fat. Uh, that's like my favorite lunch, and I eat it all the time, quick, easy. I I make them over easy and just that, that creamy, delicious yolk. <laughs> I don't I I don't get tired of that at all. Okay. So um, that's uh, and, typical. And, and that's lunch. and that's all you'll eat for lunch is just the eggs. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. just the and eggs. Then, and then what does a supper look like? As usually a pile of meat. <laughs> so um, we are fortunate that we live in Texas and um, we have access to to local ranchers. So we buy a half a cow every couple months, and uh, we always have beef on hand. But we'll also eat chicken and pork. I am not a huge seafood person, so I don't eat a lot of seafood. Um, although I know it's so good for you and I just, I can't get past the fishy taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. um, but, but most of my meals are, are, are just piles of meat. We, we have a smoker. We'll throw something on the smoker. We'll just take it off meat. It, um, it's, yeah. it's actually very, very simple to, um, to eat this way. Cause you're, you're not worried about side dishes. I'm not worried about what's going to go with it. Um, uh, like I said, occasionally I'll eat sauce. So I'll make like, um, I really love to make a meat crust deep dish pizza. So that's a sausage and, and ground beef crust. And then you put the pizza sauce and the uh, whatever toppings and the cheese in it. So there'll be sauce in that. But uh, I'm, and then uh, I'll eat um, avocado. Right now it's so hot. I'm liking having some frozen berries. It's not something that I want to do all the time because um, it really does trigger in my brain that sweetness from the from the berries. Uh, well, I've been known to do that, and then you know, like a month later, I'm I'm eating ice cream every day again. So I do try to keep that monitored very very closely. But um, I don't I don't um, don't do honey. I don't do any sweeteners. That is something that's different in NSNG than uh, some of the keto world is we don't do any sweeteners whatsoever. So we don't, we, we don't do, don't do um, allulose and any, mm-hmm. in fact, I've never had it, which is, which I, which I think I'm very fortunate. I've never actually even had it before, not on purpose. So um, uh, I did, like I said, evolutionary, <laughs> I, I was making, uh, some types of treats for myself using a lot of almond flour and coconut flour and uh, coconut sugar or maybe some um, maple syrup or something. That all, that's all gone. I don't, I don't have a use for it anymore. I had a Thanksgiving where I ate, we took steaks to Thanksgiving dinner. We ate steaks and then I ate pie and then I did not stop eating pie. <laughs> Until sometime after Christmas, and I felt horrible. My joints were hurting. My head was hurting. Everything, I, you know, you put on weight. Everything's just off. And I'm like, why? Why did I do that to myself? It's just like, like, oh, you black out, and it's just 
Yeah. One day you wake up and you're like, what have I done? And you have to go back. So I don't even taste it anymore. I used to feel like it would be bad luck to go to somebody's birthday party and not have a piece of their cake, but I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. I don't have a use for it. It's I'm, mm. I, I did that. I, I had that for 40 years and I don't feel bad about cutting that out now. Good for you. So you kind of answered my next question, which was going to be, do you ever cheat? And, uh, it, gosh, it's hard not to, um, you know, it, for me, I mean, if I go out with friends and, uh, you know, we're drinking and, you know, you're, you're going to have a drink or a beer and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm hungry. So I'll have a hamburger and French fries. And I mean, especially if you're out at a restaurant and so is that difficult? I mean, do you ever, I mean, especially when you're going out to eat, I mean, do you ever just have a cheat meal during the week? I I don't, I understand I, people do, um, but I have a different why. And I think it's very important for everyone to kind of find their why. Um, my why is, is medical. So now we know that I have Hashi's. So I know that eating gluten is just out. So um, I don't want to eat anything that might accidentally have gluten in it. So that keeps me away from most desserts. I just, it, there's, there's nothing really available that I would want to eat that doesn't have it in there. Um, that definitely keeps me away from all bread. And I have found for myself that even trying to attempt a bread substitute just isn't worth it for me. I'd rather just pile the meat on my plate and, and, and that, ha that makes me happy. Uh, so it's not, it's not important to me, but I, I certainly understand. I mean, I've been, I have before I knew I had Hashi's, I, I did know, I did definitely did that, but now my why has changed. I don't want to mess with that too much. Uh, alcohol is an attempt for you. I mean, not in excess, but just every now and again. <laughs> no. And actually, well, so uh, what most people don't honestly talk about is that when you drink al alcohol after you've been fat adapted or in a ketogenic state is that it hits you a lot harder. Um, alcohol always hit me hard anyway. So mm -hmm. I just kind of thought there's no real use for it. So, um, I was, I, um, I would take, um, lo some local vodka and I infuse it with different flavors and it was delicious. And then I just realized I stopped drinking it all together. was more happy with just the, uh, like the Topo Chico's and a lime and mm -hmm. I could participate in what was going on around me and not be in a, in a drunken stupor yeah. instantaneously. So I have, I've, I've basically cut it out. I'm not against it. I'm not opposed sure. to it. It's a, it's a beautiful drink. It's arrived in front of me and it was the perfect day. Maybe I would, have a sip, but it's, it's just not, it's not important in my world. Good enough. Mm -hmm. uh, so if people are listening to this and they're just interested in getting started in this lifestyle, um, what would your recommendation be? You mentioned uh, you do some stuff with Vinny uh, Tortorich. And for those who don't know who Vinny is, I've had him on my podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that. And um, he's big in this community, has a, uh, a big podcast. Um, so, I mean, what, what do you recommend people who maybe want to get started in this lifestyle just to improve health or whatever? I don't, I don't know that um, a lot of people are going to be as disciplined as you are. Um, and, it, you know, especially to not cheat and to, to go pretty much a carnivorous type diet, but if they're just interested in making some health improvements, do you, would you recommend just starting out in, in SNG? Is that a good place to start? What do you typically tell people? I do. I, I firmly believe that NSNG is a great place to start. And a lot of the reason for that is, is it, it's, it predates this idea of macros um, within the, the keto 
diet. Um, you can have a lot of success simply cutting out sugars, grains, and seed oils. Uh, you can have amazing success uh, just doing that. And you don't have to worry about pricking your finger or having a, a monitor or I've never, I've never tested for anything um, as far as what my ketone levels are. It's my general assumption since I'm so meat heavy that I'm in dietary ketosis. Um, and that, that, I mean, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't be. Um, I've been curious and I know that there's a lot of people experimenting now they're biohacking and they're eating, they're eating walnuts to see if their levels will go up or, you know, just to see how their body responds to things. I'm certainly, um, there's certainly a place for that for a lot of people, but, um, when you, especially cause now within the group, we get a lot of people, keto is such a big thing now and it's mainstream. And I go in the grocery store and keto is written on these weird boxes of like, cake and icing. And I'm like, there's no way that this is keto. There's absolutely, you know, and I, if you go grocery shopping with me and it's experience, because I'll pick it up and I'll read the label and be like, this is not, and I start screaming and everybody's like, who is that crazy lady? So uh, I'm, I'm tons of fun all the time, but um, you know, it really takes the guesswork out when you're looking at your plate and you're like, is this a sugar? No. Is this a grain? No. Does this have seed oil? No. I can eat it. Uh, I'm not having to write down, okay, I ate this many macros of this today, and this is my percentages. Now, there's a time and a place for that. My husband, Matt, was training for uh, a jiu-jitsu tournament. He needed to cut weight, so he got very specific with his macros. He was weighing his food. That was um, very – and he, he lost a ton of weight with that. It, he was extremely successful, so there's a lot of su success to be had doing that that way. But I believe that gets a little hard. And I think he started thinking of it more of a, it it goes, it falls into that diet mentality stuff. Like I have to do this and I can't have that. And I have to do it this way. And it's very, there's a lot of particulars in it. And I think it just gets overwhelming. So for someone just starting out, I, I truly believe that NSNG is not overwhelming. It's, it's, it's actually quite freeing and, um, and it's it's funny to see people who come in who come from the keto world. They're like, it's that it's that easy. I'm like, yeah, it's totally that easy. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't take a lot to to, yeah. to find success. You can always refine, and that's that's what I say. You know, like do an SNG strict for thirty to ninety days, be an SNG, and then if you're not having the success that you necessarily thought you were going to have with whatever your goals are, because they might they're not always weight loss goals. They might have mental goals or you know um their sugar numbers or or whatever do it strict for for 60 to 90 days after that let's reevaluate and um perhaps you want to do like i've done and refine a little more and go maybe a little bit more towards a carnivore lifestyle but there's a lot of people who never have to they can stay within nsng and never have to do another thing and they're completely successful with their blood work, with their health, with their, with their weight. It's a, it's a good way to go. Very well said. Well, um, so how can, as we kind of wrap up here, um, how can people kind of follow you or learn more about you? I know you, uh, you kind of work with, with Vinny. Do you have any other pages, Instagram? Are you kind of on social media or? I am on socials. Um, I'm on Twitter. I think my handle is RMMLD03 or 2003, something like that. I'm on Twitter. 
you can find me somewhere on Twitter. And um, I'm also um, obviously very heavy in Facebook because that's where the uh, the group is. So I'm Robin Dobbins, but I actually have a page that I do post on. That's Robin R. Dobbins that's on Facebook as well. I have an Instagram that I only go on to when people are live and I like to listen in to people who are live and it has one picture of my dog on it. So I'm not very active there. And uh, what is the, um, the, the page that's associated with Vinny that you kind of help? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's called Vinny Tortorich's No Sugars, No Grains. And um, it's a Facebook group that his name is on. He has approved his name to be on it. He is not there. He's actually very active on Twitter, which is why I am over there quite frequently. It's fun to have banter on Twitter with all of the NSNG people. Um, as the, the the group is private, so you have to um, ask to gain entry, but answer the, the questions that are on there and, and join us. And we, we really do strive to help each other out. Um, uh, there's questions like about today I was uh, heavy into a discussion about electrolytes. Um, it's hot and people aren't realizing that they're draining their electrolytes um, just by just by being being in the environment. It's you're sweating and and draining your electrolytes. So we had a pretty heavy conversation about that today and and all of the the feelings that you get when when you're draining your electrolytes. So we do talk to each other a lot. We try to help each other out. We share recipes with one another. Um, it's, a, it's a fun group. We might be a little snarky every once in a while, but, but we're mostly a fun group. Yeah. Okay. Well, very nice. Well, as I'm sure you well know, I always end by asking my guests if they could give us one health tip that could make us healthier today. What would you say to that? Aha, and I've thought about this question. <laughs> I have like five answers, but I'm going to go with this one. And that's to stay consistent. Um, I, I do believe that uh, we're in this world where, hey, let's try this. Hey, let's try this. Hey, let's try this. Um, the consistency and being patient is is um, very important. And while there are other things that are available that you could try down the line, pick a thing and do the thing and, and give it, you know, 90 days and see how that thing is going and then make the adjustments uh, uh, as they come up. Yeah. Well, great advice and just congratulations to you and what you've done, uh, you know, just for your own health and uh, just taking charge of your own health. I mean, surprisingly, not many people do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They just, they just kind of, you know, go blindly out there and either, you know, whatever their doctor's telling them to do, they don't question it. And, um, I, I, you know, so anyway, you kind of went against that and, and, you know, did research on your own and, and took control of your own health. And here you are today. Um, you know, probably I'm, I'm assuming probably healthier than you've ever been. So, oh yeah, I would definitely say that I'm healthier than I've ever been. And, you know, um, it, I'm very appreciative to have found a doctor like you who is willing to, to go out and try to find these other things and to try to help people, um, with that journey, because I have been labeled, I've been labeled by many a doctor as non-compliant. <laughs> so as I'm trying to, trying to figure this world out and the doctors just don't want to listen to, to, to what I have to say. So I'm thankful for doctors like you who are out there that are actually also learning things. I mean, I can't tell you how, how exciting it was for me to stumble upon you when we were in Colorado. I mean, that just made my heart so happy to know I, that I'm working with somebody who totally gets where I'm coming from. Yeah. Well, and you know, I'm realizing the the more 
I kind of open myself to just these new ideas and stuff, the more I don't know. I mean, you know, so uh, uh, definitely I'm, I'm continuing to continuing to learn, you know, in, in this journey. So you jump out of one rabbit hole and you jump right back into another one. And that's how it's been for the past seven yeah. years for me. For sure. For sure. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, great to visit with you and good to see you and appreciate you coming on. And I uh, certainly appreciate everyone listening. Um, hope uh, you've been encouraged and motivated and uh, feel free to uh, share this with people you know who might benefit from this. And we will uh, talk to everyone next time. Thank you for listening to Fit RX. I invite you to share this with friends and family. If you would like, you can check out our website at vibrantlifedc.com or you can email me at Dr. Greg at vibrantlifedc.com. <laughs>